real quick. Um, we're going to have an extensive professional relationship, my man. One thing I know about you is you have the ambition to be great. My job is to coach you to get all that greatness out of you. And it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be work, but I know you're not afraid of that. So um, th this, is, this is an awesome day for me. Um, and I'm damn sure going to make sure that when you look back on this day, you're going to be like, damn, that was one of the best days of my career too. Okay. But I'll earn that from you. You got me? No, since you can't hear him, he's, there's a camera on us right now. Since you can't hear him, he's, he's telling me how excited he is and, uh, that there's no other coach you'd rather play for in the entire world, which I thought was nice since it, that's the first time I've really talked to him. <laughs> I'm elated, bro. It is, it is an unbelievable opportunity for me that I do not plan on wasting in the slightest. You can, I promise you that. Um, I'm all in. You're going to get the best um, out of me that you could possibly get. There's, there's only one way to do anything great. So, uh, and there's no shortcuts. But let's go do something that's worth doing. It's on, bro. If you don't have eye black at home, you better go get some eye black because we're going. It'll be outstanding, dude. I, I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm happy for myself. Um, and I think the Dolphins fans should be happy as well. Dude, bro, dude, bro. That is the new Dolphins. Miami Dolphins head coach. Dolphins fans should be frightened. <laughs> excited. How? How did he? How is he their best candidate? Because <laughs> he's white. I like. Is that bad to say? Or I don't know how truth? you're getting rid of Brian Flores. Like, I'm not saying bullshit. it because. I'm racist or this or that. I'm saying it because I believe that is the truth because he's white. That's how he got the job. That's how it's their best candidate. I don't know. He's young. He's young. Did he, you they just want, hear like, that? What did he say? I'm going to damn sure make sure that I I'm going to damn sure out. make sure I'm going to coach the <laughs> sure, bro. Uh, I'm sure to have said he just smoked my bong. <laughs> That's what he sounds like. I'm pretty sure he did. I'm, he may have had a bong in his hands. No, seriously, though, I get what you guys are saying. I don't know that, Jimmy, it's as much about him getting the job because he, he's white as much as it is, like, how do you fire Brian Flores to get this person? Brian Flores, in the last two seasons, went 10-6 and six and 9-8 and eight with that roster. The first year, they, they weren't even supposed to win a football game, and they went 5-11. and 11. They were like the laughing stock of the league, and they went 5-11. and 11. Then they follow it up by going 10-6 and six and missing the playoffs by one game, and they follow that up by going 9-8, and eight, and they miss the playoffs by one game. And you fire Brian Flores, who knows how to stop modern defenses, and hire Mike McDaniel. How did this happen? I'm not sure. I didn't believe it when I came across this. I, I was just like, what? It makes Sirianni look like a genius. He looks like Sean McVay up there. Never, never, never expected more out of Nick Sirianni than until I heard that. <laughs> I mean, we, Nick Sirianni set the, the standard, and we'll get to that audio in a second. He set the standard. This for dude coaching. said, hold my beer. <laughs> he said, let me show him. So was that a FaceTime with Tua? Allegedly, right? Allegedly. I, I mean, you take what it. What did he say? He just told me I, of any coach that I could play for, I'm glad it's you. Tua didn't say that. Nobody would ever that, say that. I think part of it, he was trying to be comical. And so, like, I think that's when he played on the, I know that you guys can't hear what he's saying, but he's saying that uh, he wouldn't rather. That may have been a joke because I know that people are saying he's real chummy and real you know, personable. I don't. I. I, I don't know the guy, but he, he I looks. Don't, I don't like. Him. I don't like. Him. <laughs> I don't he like. He seems his face. like a really cool guy to have a beer with, but that's about it. Like beyond that, I don't want you running anything besides my beer tap up. That's it. I'm gonna. You know. Uh, uh, I promise you, he'll be fired in two years. Hot take. Market. Is it worse than this? to do that first part of that the first part of being smart is knowing what to do we're gonna we're gonna know we're gonna have systems in place 
that are easier to learn. All right, complicated to the defense or offense that they're going against or the special teams group they're going against, but easy for us to learn. Because when we can put that, because we when we can learn our system and we can get good at our system, then our talent can take over. Less thinking equals talent take over, but we need to have systems in place and we will have systems in place. So, okay, hey, so we're talking about two NFL playoffs, head right? coaches. <laughs> that is There's your NFC East playoff jobs. representative. They were alive a day longer than the Cowboys, weren't they? No. <laughs> they might have been. Didn't the Cowboys play Saturday and then the Eagles played Sunday? That first week? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, the Cowboys didn't get a bye week. They outlasted oh. the boys, man. Just unbelievable that both those guys are head coaches. And again, I'm you know, I can't say that they don't know X's and O's, but how can you bro me out of the building and it, like I get it. It's a new day, it's a new age of NFL football, and it's not the whole Dan Campbell, we're gonna bite their kneecaps and we're gonna chew their Achilles tendons until they're, you know, stuck in our teeth, but <laughs> just bro. Bro, do you got your eye black, dude? Oh man, dude, I can't even. I've never heard that before. Eye black. Oh my god. I'm just saying, like, and I'm. It's not important. I don't think specifically the words that you use are important. I think it's been overblown for the course of history. But just imagine if the president of the United States or the governor or just just what the popular opinion would be by default. Not that it's wrong, but it just if I was elected or I was a candidate for mayor and I'm like, bro, what I'm going to do, I'm going to lower taxes. I'm going <laughs> to and I just don't even bro, I'm going to lower gas prices. <laughs> Just, just, I don't know. There's only one way to lower gas prices. I'll say it right now and go ahead and keep this recording. If that coach takes the Dolphins to the Super Bowl next year, I will get a tattoo of his face on my ass, a big one. You heard it here. If that coach takes Miami to the Super Bowl (laughs) this upcoming year, I will tattoo his face on my ass. And say, what's up, bro? Like in that little bubble, you know, like the cartoonist makes. <laughs> that sounds like an amazing tattoo. Why would you even put yourself out there for that? Because no. there's, <laughs> I am so confident so this guy bold. isn't going to win five games. That's why. Well, you did have the Dallas Cowboys winning two games this past year. Yeah, but I did that with my heart, not my head. What do you have against the Cowboys? Why would it be with your heart? I don't like them. I don't like them. Well, it sounds like you guys don't like your your. Is that where the Steelers lost the Super Bowl? Yeah, sure did. So he hates the Cowboys because of the stadium that they play in. He play did this with my heart. No, hey, they they beat the Steelers in the Super Bowl in ninety seven. I think wrong. Ninety five. How many? No, let's see. Actually, hold on. That's a good. That's a good thing to bring up. Jimmy, show us your hands. Give me your hands. Give me your hands. Let's see how long it takes Jimmy to guess when the Cowboys beat the Steelers, if ever, in the Super Bowl. Oh, they won. Because 1997. Hands. Super Bowls in the 1997. No, three Super Bowls in the 90s. They didn't win all three back to back to back. I don't even know if they won a back to back. They did win a back to back. They did win back to back. So the just what year? Yeah, I just want to know when you think that Dallas lost to Pittsburgh or beat Pittsburgh. Yeah. Because your first, your first, the first thing you said was '97, and everybody knows that that was Brett Favre's first Super Bowl. Everybody knows the '97 Super Bowl. It was the '96 season, '96 '97 season. The 97 Super Bowl, everybody knows. Green Bay beat New England. So, no, not 1997. You have a couple more guesses because you're such a Steeler diehard. I I didn't want to get here, but now we got to gas bag our way straight through this. No, no, no. Mm. Let me be honest. You were close. (laughs) 
Of course I'm close. I know it's in the 90s. <clears throat> Do you? Um, I'm going to go 90. Oh, when was the hmm. funny thing is that Jimmy was Jimmy was a hundred percent right about everything he said except for one thing, which I love. It's my favorite part of life. So the year <laughs> was that the only thing? I'm gonna say ninety-eight. You don't no, remember one in the ninety-eight? My that's, God, no, that's wrong. That's wrong, Jim. Elway won back to back to retire. Yeah. 98, 99, yeah. baby. So we're going to say 95. Hmm. 92. <laughs> 93. <laughs> 1991. 96. Bingo. I said 96. You said 97 originally. So the oh. thing is. Here's no. what happened. The Cowboys beat the Bills back-to-back -back years, 92-93 season, 93-94 season. The Cowboys beat the Bills both of those years, 52-17 to 17, one of those years. But uh, then in 90, the 94-95 year, Steve Young led the Niners, and they beat the Chargers. And then, yes, 96, the Cowboys beat the Steelers. In the Super Bowl, twenty-seven to seventeen, it was the ninety-five, ninety-six season. So yes, the Cowboys won three out of four. But it's just funny that you presented it as ninety-seven and then guessed every year in the nineties and led yourself to ninety. Well, it's just one of those things where they probably won it in ninety-seven. It was the ninety-six. They didn't. The game was played on January twenty-eighth, nineteen ninety-six. Damn it! The ninety-five, ninety-six season. Damn it! I don't even know how we got there. Why did you even? Why did you? Why, why you were, were talking, we talking about? You were that? talking about Mike McDaniel. <laughs> You're talking why Jimmy? No, hates Neil O'Donnell, not Mike McDaniel. Who's Neil O'Donnell? That's the quarterback. Mike McDaniel's the coach of the Miami Dolphins. Jimmy. Oh Wait. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh Neil O'Donnell. <laughs> I don't even remember his name. <laughs> I, hell, some people might rather have Neil O'Donnell as their head coach. You never know. But yeah, so it's official. <laughs> uh, I think that it, we got there from Alex asking if the reason that he hated the the Cowboys was because they played in that stadium. And then Jimmy says, no, nah, they beat us in the 90s when I was five, <laughs> when I was five years old, before I ever knew that I was going to meet the man that led me to liking the Steelers because he wasn't in my life yet. I We really took that one harshly. That was a rough yeah. Super Bowl to lose. I've hated the Cowboys ever since then. Yeah, I do. They hey, don't like them. It's like me hating, I don't know, the Kansas Jayhawks for beating the Tar Heels in the 91 Final Four. It just you should. That, should. that should sting you. I wasn't born yet. It doesn't sting me. It does, does has zero it's still your history, so the Holocaust doesn't sting you. It's my you. history. It's my history. Yeah, um, you, should, you should hate the Jayhawks. Does World War II not sting you? Did you just call somebody Redneck Bridges? Redneck Richardson. Oh, gosh. Unbelievable. <laughs> he was from Branson, Missouri. Hannibal. <laughs> no, he was from Hannibal, and I'd always ask him if he was from Branson, just really get him going. <laughs> like, did you love Silver Dollar City? All you people around. <laughs> great place, people. It's a great uh, place. Tom and Huck. Did you see Mark Twain <laughs> yeah. down the side? No, that's Hannibal, though. If you ever meet somebody related to Huckleberry Finn, just tell them they're from Branson. <laughs> Light a fire under their ass. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is a serious question. Was Huckleberry Finn a real person or was that a book that he wrote? <laughs> That's a grand question. I, oh, I really don't know. Was that just the book? I'm pretty sure Tom and Huck was a book. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a book about a real person. 
Tom and Huck, were they real? I mean, can anybody trust what Mark Twain was writing? I mean, that guy was—he was basically the 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 writing version of Johnny Appleseed. He's like a complete myth. Remember the story about Johnny Appleseed getting what, bit by real. a snake, and the snake like broke its teeth because Johnny because Appleseed, or was tough. that Daniel Boone? I don't no, know. No, no, that's Johnny because Johnny Appleseed he was shoeless and he would dig a hole with his toe throw the seed in then cover it up with his foot and his feet were so tough they said a snake jumped out bit him in the foot one day and yes his fangs broke and it didn't penetrate his skin johnny just went on with his day he used the venom sold it to some broker for some johnny appleseed didn't he wear a pot on his head or am i just am i way i think he wore the raccoon hide with the tail oh that was daniel boone right that was daniel boone (laughs) (laughs) same person if Johnny Appleseed were to play in a professional sport, which one would it be? Well, I'm just going by Earl Meggett, and I'm going to go football. I mean, if, if you can play barefoot in any sport. <laughs> if you can get bit by a snake. I mean, not... don't you think, I guess maybe his cutting on turf wouldn't be as effective. <laughs> if Johnny Appleseed's feet were that tough. He would have no traction on turf, right? He would, he would have to play, play. Some baseball. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, he'd be good. Hey, well, be what about big... being a kicker? What if he was a kicker? Well, what if he played, like, he would be the best running back in, like, muddy conditions. Back whenever they played all <laughs> on natural grass, and you get the real muck going on. Johnny Appleseed would have been great in that. The traction. Best back of his era. Yes. Jim Brown, move over. Johnny Appleseed's got the ball. He would have run it like Forrest Gump in, in Forrest Gump. <laughs> I still want to know if Huck. Huck is not real. Huck Finn? Huck <laughs> is that Finn his name? Is... Yeah, Huckleberry Huck Finn. Huck Finn is based off Tom's of... last name. Who knows that? Sawyer. Blankenship. Tom Sawyer. Oh, Tom Blankenship is who uh, Huck is Tom based Sawyer? Tom See, so Tom was real. Oh, Huck, Huck is was based Tom. off of Tom. But not Tom Sawyer. <laughs> no, Huckleberry Finn and Tom Sawyer are in the same story. They're friends. And Huck Finn is based off of Tom Blankenship. And Tom Blankenship is based off who? He's the real man. <laughs> <laughs> How can Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry be based off the same person? Was he oh, friends Huck with himself? Huck is based off of Tom. Tom Sawyer. I, I don't know who Tom Sawyer Tom is. Tom Sawyer isn't real. I'm sorry. They're all they're pseudo names. They're pseudo names. Wait a minute. Tom Sawyer is real. I'm not even sure if Mark Twain, his real name is Samuel Clemens. Guys, do you not know this? Yes. I was Mark Mark Twain's is writing. Yeah. Mark Twain's is writing. (laughs) Mark Twain's written name. He knows all about Mark Twain, knows nothing about Tom Sawyer or Huck. The real Tom Sawyer was a heavy drinking firefighter. And local hero whom There's Mark no Twain befriended in the 1860s, according to the analysis. In the 18- what did they bring? Buckets of water? That's when they had like the Dalmatians on the back of the car. <laughs> in the 1800s, Jimmy, they had cars, they had fire trucks Steam in the engines, 1800s. Bro. Ziddy, Steam listen to this. Engines. I'm about to blow your mind. ADT started in 1880. Think about that for a second. The company I work for—they just Holmes, send a guy out front. So listen, like, no, listen, 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 bro. listen. The people at corporate told us this last time they came and visited, because um, we asked them about, it. Like, okay, what was the security system like in eighteen, you know, late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds? And he said, the town put poles up in everyone's yard with a white flag, okay, and if somebody broke in your house or something was going on the flag would shoot up and like signal to the town like, oh, there's something going on here. And the sheriff would rush there. Now, obviously, it wasn't effective as it is now, you know, nowadays. But you mean now that you that. can call the police on the. Well, of no, course, I, and how do you how? First of all, I don't believe that. <laughs> Second of all, I, <laughs> Look it up. it's no more Look real than Huck Finn. Look it up. <laughs> I'm sure they have strong 1880s documentation. About the origins of ADT. They have some live camera shots. August 14th, 
1847. The first guy to ever break sorry. in a house was Huck Finn. Look at that. With Look Engine at Joe. That. 1874, not 1847. I know. Well, I put it on the screen and I write it backwards. I'm sorry. But still, 1874. What was going on in 1874? Swap two numbers. So illiterate. No, when you hold it up to the camera like this, look, everything. Yeah, we get it. We get it. Thank you. Nobody can see it. The first, the first ever home intruder was was Huck Finn. He broke in in ADT. Became Jim, rich. You need to, uh, you need to get uh, us a, a team interview. A team interview? Yeah, Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn here for yeah, 40 for Duty. Maybe <laughs> I'll just say, it? maybe I'll just say, oh, so Kyle, you are looking for a technician. Here's two resumes. Let me know what you decide and we'll just see which one he called. No, out. Alex has a two week buffer zone. He can't submit for two weeks. They got to reject <laughs> mine first. No, anyway. I'm going to let Greg get in, and then I'm going to come Piggy in back. after. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, shifting on into things that people care about other than us, I don't think... And does anybody... Is Tom Sawyer real? That's all I want to know. And Tom Blankenship. I bold with a guy named Tom Blankenship. He might have been Huck Finn. He was the he son. <laughs> <laughs> they used to call me Engine Joe. Actually, I used to bowl. <laughs> My he name was, would be Engine he Joe. Was a, he was the son of this drunken bastard Woodson Blankenship. Woodson Blank. Oh man, I remember him. That drunk bastard. Uh, so, speaking of drunk bastards, I don't know if he was drunk or not, but I just wanted to touch on this because I do find it a little bit odd. Before we talk about the Super Bowl and make our picks. Alvin Kamara be- helped beat a guy outside of an establishment and was caught on camera prior to the Pro Bowl and was allowed to play in the Pro Bowl. And I was thinking maybe he assaulted a man because he had to play in the Pro Bowl. Like, he was mad. Maybe I don't want to have to play. And some guy's like, oh, you're playing? And it just sparked a red flag, and he's mad. But... He was allegedly cooperating with the police. And so people knew while he was on field that he was like a part of this beating of somebody that they knocked his eye socket out or his eye out of his eye socket or broke his orbital, broke his orbital. And he was allowed to play in the Pro Bowl. Does that say more about the Pro Bowl or more about the NFL? Like what? Or more about law enforcement? That is. How are you allowed to play? Like, they don't even tackle each other. Guilty? Like, oh that, yeah, that, I mean, that, that guy, yeah, I was gonna say that guy got beat worse than anybody in that Pro Bowl. They had people on the goal line just standing there, like they were playing Red Rover, like trying to, like I don't know. It was it's the, embarrassing. The clip of Sean Taylor laying out the punter in like 2007. Or yes, eight. that's like the last. Yes. That's like the last time anyone ever hit anyone in the Pro Bowl. That was he the same guy. Up. That punter was the same guy that Kamara beat up. It's like a ritual. <laughs> he's like, you remember Sean? And he's like, yeah, I remember. He's like, how dare you say you remember Sean? And they just beat his ass. <laughs> and then they're like, hell, give him 13 carries. Oh. Nobody's watching. <laughs> I don't know. It just, every single storyline gets released. Every, it, it, it just. I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, am I in outrage? It'll do it to you. <laughs> what happens there stays there, Dan. Yeah, that's why. Hang, what Arnold. There. Jimmy did the what same the... thing before he went to Chicago. Yeah, all they do is book you, take your fingerprints. And then you play in an a, all-star game. Yeah, give you a brown paper bag and you're good to go. Stuffed with the bologna sandwich and a little milk carton <laughs> and stale just, ass Fritos. They'll suspend, <laughs> like, suspend the players for you know domestic violence, <laughs> you know, on their significant other. But the, he got to play in the Pro Bowl the next day, or was it like? Isn't it? No, it was that day. Is what I'm the reading. Same morning, <laughs> <laughs> the same day or night. 
Also, I've always been confused by the term domestic because people use it as like land, like like domestic, meaning like homeland. And I'm just like, did he not, in theory, commit domestic <laughs> violence by be- battering someone in the United States? Like, I get it that it was not a marital or you know partner spousal I- infraction, but it was on domestic land. <laughs> Like he committed domestic violence. Tyreek Hill, you know, didn't he? Yeah. Didn't he miss a game or two? I don't know. This guy's just yeah. It's Kamara. Nobody's watching. Just let, let him go. Let him go. It's fine. Because the Pro Bowl's so sorry, they can't afford to have an Alvin Kamara be taken out of the game. They need every single bit of star power they can get. Jimmy, they could have started third stringers from every team in the NFL and nobody would have known because nobody cares. Mac (laughs) Jones had a 70-yard touchdown. The highlight of that weekend was that Mac Jones did the gritty (laughs) and everybody was impressed. Because he ran It is a joke. It is sad. It's I just don't get why they play it. And is it not touch? It's touch football. No, it's touch. They don't tackle. No, they didn't tackle at all until like the fourth quarter, and then they kind of started tackling, but that was it. They literally, they ran the ball. They ran the ball, and as soon as someone touched you, it was like practice. They stopped the play. So I have a question, and you, I think this will propose this to the audience. Heard it here first, 50 milliliters at 50 milliliters. How about we take the pro bowlers and they play a series of either non-contact <laughs> games or they play ultimate frisbee because ultimate frisbee <laughs> is legit right like i've watched like a lot of people that play ultimate frisbee are really great athletes i'm not saying they could ever play in the college or NFL ranks of football because they they don't have the frames. They'd be demolished. They get you know Derrick Henry or you know somebody would turn them into dust. Like they like Henry did Jordan Poyer, and Poyer will turn a lot of those ultimate frisbee guys into dust, right? But just how cool would it be rather than watching them play this meaningless game of football that nobody cares about? I know they do the skills competition. And, you know, you had Michael Parsons beat Tyreek because Tyreek didn't even run. He just jogged and almost <laughs> still was close to the <laughs> Parsons at the finish line. But I'm like, how cool would it be to just be like, all right, we got the AFC. They're, they're going to bowl. They're going to play pool. And then they're going to play darts. I wouldn't mind a softball game. Like it's ranking softball, softball sure, game. Watch sure. the NFC go against although, the AFC. Although, I mean, I guess you can still have it. They do the celebrity softball game around the all-star break for baseball. And it's kind of like, eh. It's like then you have like two guys that hit home runs every time. I'm like, if they did something competitive that couldn't get them hurt, because softball, if somebody's peeling down the line, you could still like blow a knee out or something. Um, but something non, I guess you could blow a knee out playing ultimate frisbee, but it just it's no contact. There's no contact in that sport though. It's you go up yeah. for the frisbee, and then as soon as somebody catches it, you know you don't touch them and you play defense. So, I don't know. NFL, you listening? I know you're listening. I know you have to be listening to this. We're worldwide. You can't, you can't keep doing this, can Give you? Brian Flores a job, please. You can't. Brian Flores would probably be a hell of an ultimate Frisbee coach. Probably not as good as Joe Rogan. No, I, I think that Joe Rogan could probably throw a Frisbee really far, just with his views. Just not, he doesn't even have to touch it, just with his mouth and his voice. Um... But no, Raven they cannot. Or as ultimate <laughs> fighter, I would love that. I would love to see Brian Flores or Joe Rogan kick one of the respective asses. asses. <laughs> Integrity. The winner gets to be the coach of the Dolphins. The, the hey, just picture this: either one of them against Mike McDaniel. God, bro, he probably knows- bro. He probably knows Bro. some fucking jujitsu. <laughs> he chokes out Brian Flores, just add insult to injury. He takes on Flores and Rogan. Brian, yeah. He did spinning back fist to Rogan and then triangle chokes Flores and just leaves. I mean, if you're telling me that wouldn't be a Super Bowl cognizant, I don't know what else is. But. I don't think it can go on that way, Jim. I, if they're, if you're going to give me anything, I'd rather – I literally would rather them battle in a game of Pictionary or, like, 
who wants to be a millionaire? Dude, punt, pass, and kick something. Like, anything beyond that fucking game that they play. Or just even five on five. Get Andy Reid out there for the punt, pass, and kick. Let's see him, you know. Give us an anniversary. Get him his old helmet the whole night. <laughs> if Andy Reid punted a football, there's so many injuries that could happen. Do you in that think one. he could punt it over 20 yards? If you gave him one shot. Uh... 20 yards is pretty short. I bet you he'd go 50. I bet yeah, you that fucker I, I would know, go on it. No, no. If he got a hold of it, you don't think only Andy Reid? he got a hold of it? I'm not <laughs> sure it how high. Like, Jimmy, kick. how high do you I'm think high, he yeah. can lift his leg over his waistline? No, you're right, because I saw Louis Aguiar try to punt at a fucking high school football practice, and he slipped, tore his ACL, and punted it eight yards to the left. Like, it literally <laughs> just a line drive. To the left as he's falling down, going. Ah, ah. I think with a good roll, Andy could kick it, punt to twenty yards. It would just all be on the ground. It would just be rolling twenty yards. Like you know, whenever I, head. whenever I try to hit a chip from outside the green and it just rolls all the way up to the green because I topped it, that would be Andy Reid's punt attempt, and maybe it would make it twenty yards. What if you lifted up like the silver platter and there were twelve chicken wings and a big fat cheeseburger? And you're like punt it fifty yards right now. You think he's doing it? I bet he could get it fifty yards. No, I don't because I think that you're trying to be, you know, a little bit hypothetically funny. But I just know that Andy Reid has so much money that he can make you can make whatever wing. I'm gonna go have better ones because I have a person of fifty chef. yards. I think he could. Okay, all right. We believe you. You believe that Andy Reid could <laughs> punt NFL, more fifty yards. Please get Andy Reid to punt the football next year's Pro Bowl. If Andy Reid can punt the ball fifty yards. He may be their punter. <laughs> Far. Who needs 50 who yards needs, with the roll? With the bounce Tommy the roll. Townsend or whatever the hell that long haired dude's name is. If you have Reed punting at 50 yards, it doesn't even make sense. Flying. I want to see him punt a football now. Oh, maybe we can get him on the show. Andy. We could ask Louie. I mean, that's our best way in. Maybe Louie knows him. <laughs> Louie, Louie and Andy punt off. Punt, yeah, punt off. Can you imagine? He signs on Louie. Hey, you slap dick. Like Thanks for doing this. <laughs> well, it's possible that Andy Reid could punt it further than Louie can right now based on what Louie's talking about his back. <laughs> Remember Louie wouldn't tell us what Crosby was doing wrong? Huh? When we had him on the show the previous week, in the NFL, Crosby missed all those field goals against the Bengals, remember? Oh, and yeah. Louis I was, was like, thinking I of Max exactly. Crosby, not Mason no, he goes, Crosby. He goes, I know exactly what he was doing wrong. And you go, what was he? He goes, well, I can't tell you and say it out publicly. Peter, fucking like, job. Peter, I job, you job. slap dick. What do you think? I'm an idiot? Think I'm going to reveal this strategy? <laughs> <laughs> the same strategy Andy Reid uses to punt at 50 yards. It, it just got to pretend it's a head of lettuce. <laughs> He's going to kick it as far as he possibly can. Get this away from me. <laughs> so looking at the Rams and the Bengals to get into our uh, more expertise instead of just gas bagging about all these hypothetical ideas. A lot of people, you know, kind of including me, uh, I don't know about you guys, I, we talk a lot, but. You know, the Rams kind of got laughed at for all the draft picks that they've traded and all these trades uh, to acquire, you know, veterans, Von Miller, Odell Beckham, Jalen Ramsey. You know, they they brought in Malcolm Floyd. They have a really formidable team, and we kind of all were like, eh. Matt Stafford, obviously, you know, they're without Robert Woods, and they, they plugged that gap with Beckham, who looks – to be playing well, and obviously Cooper Cup can just play out of the slot every down because of that, and I think that gets overlooked a little bit in his success that he's constantly out of the slot, and it's tough to play your best corner in the slot uh, when you have a certain defensive scheme. But nevertheless, you you shape that up with the Bengals, the Bengals just being doubted. Like, there's no way that this quarterback, there's no way this coaching staff, there's no way the Bengals franchise. They beat the Titans, they beat the Chiefs. If they went no. into King into whatever Chiefs Kingdom and beat Mahomes, they can beat anyone. My opinion. 
It, uh, technically, it's a road game, though, right? I mean, on paper, it's a road game. Yeah. So Even though they're the home team, that's so stupid. So, in theory, yeah, you'd have to win three consecutive road games in order to win the Super Bowl. Um as a team that played a wild card game at home, that's um, that's pretty unheralded. But just the unlikeliness of both these teams getting there, or I guess the doubt, maybe not the unlikeliness because they're both really good teams. The Bengals first time two four good. seeds ever face off in the Super Bowl. Well, yeah, I was gonna say, isn't it? Isn't it the first time it was just four or like four or? No, no, no. Lower. Just I think no, no, no. I think what I read was just two four seeds playing. It was each other. two teams that were four seed or lower because obviously, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know that it's that no. big of a shock that two four seeds played against one another. But that might also be a fact. But I think the way it was presented was t- two teams that were four seeds or lower playing one another in the playoffs, which is, yeah, pretty surprising. You wouldn't. uh wouldn't expect that, but the stars aligned, and so now we are faced with Joe Burrow versus Matt Stafford. And if you have to look at that at face value, I mean, I'm going to trust Joe Burrow more than Matt Stafford, but that Rams defense is nasty. But at the same time, that Bengals D, I've been saying all year they were timely, and geez, I didn't think timely was going to turn into every goddamn possession that matters in the second half because that defense has been ridiculous for four quarters out of eight. And that's what it takes sometimes to get there. What goes on in in that, that like halftime pep, whatever they fucking do, but they did it two games in a row against the Chiefs, shut them down in the fucking second half. (laughs) Yeah. What did the Chiefs score? Three points in four quarters in their two games in the second half over the course of what three weeks, four weeks. So yeah, I mean that's that's special, right? So I would think that if you can do that against the Chiefs and you can do that against the Titans, you're gonna have a chance. You know, they're gonna have to come up with an idea of how to 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 guard Cup out of the slot creatively because yeah. you don't want to bring your you know your 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 wide corners typically aren't gonna be it takes a special talent to be like a Jalen Ramsey. You can just be like, all right, play outside. All right, play the slot. Play outside. Play the slot. Play outside. Play the slot. Most teams aren't made up like that. I really, this is one of the most coin toss Super Bowls I've had in a while. You know, I, I last year, you know, I was confident in my own head that the Bucks were going to win. The year before that, I was confident the Niners were going to win. They didn't. Um, but. The year before that, the Patriots, I knew were going to beat the Rams in golf. Um, yeah, this but, one's a weird one. If someone gave me a million dollars and said, bet the winner, I would have no idea. Right, just money line. Right, just money line. I Here's have a million no bucks, bet the money line. Here you go. God, I, bet- I have no idea. To Stafford. Stafford pick. See, I, I want to say, but he didn't do that against the Niners, though. He did. He made a bad play early, well, but the down Niners, the stretch. Hart, Hart dropped that ball right in his fucking head. I know, I know, I know. That throw was, I mean, it was just chucked. What what do they say, though? It's why he's on defense, right? It's why he's not a receiver. Sometimes quarterbacks get those throws back. I mean, Patrick Mahomes would have had a pick six in that first play of overtime, and instead, you know, it ended up being an incomplete pass, and he threw a pick two plays later, but that would have ended the game, Yeah, right? And he dropped it. So I don't know if you can harp on that. I'm just going to say that's what it's going to come down to. Is Stafford made Stafford. throws yeah. in back-to-back weeks when he needed to. He beat Tom Brady after. Do you realize the pressure that you have in Tampa after they come storming back? People are turning the game off. What were they up by, like, 21 in the second half, maybe? 24-3 um, to three was the score. Yeah, and so they come storming back. Fournette runs into the no, end zone. 27-3. to three, I'm sorry. Whatever it was. Yeah. It was an amazing comeback like Tom Brady's done his whole life, and Stafford throws a dot, although how do you let Cooper Cup run down the seam like that? That's, that's that, you know, that that's the defensive. Right. Yeah. That's I'm a defensive sure. coordinator's problem, not mine. 
Also, the but, players on the field, you see Cooper Cup, and you're just like, oh, just let him go. Yeah, like, no, we're, we're just going to guard the, the out. We're going to, yeah. you got to watch out for Van Jefferson. Don't let him get loose. He's good. No disparagement to Van yeah. Jefferson. He's pretty solid. I'm just saying, yeah, you got you to game plan for Cup right out of the slot, especially yeah. when there's 20 seconds left in the game and they have no timeouts. Yeah. Stafford made a great play, though, that game. And then he also made a great leadership play, which I don't think he's ever had a problem with. He's a leader. He got, you know, he had a couple players that were a little lax today school, and he got them down to, you know, spike the ball without an infraction or without running the clock out and going overtime. And then the Niners, you know, Jimmy G gave him the gift. Uh, But prior to that, Stafford, you know, made the throws, made the plays. And I think it's basically just a repeat of three years ago. It's just that instead of having Jared Goff, with no Cooper Cup, you have Matthew Stafford with Cooper Cup. And yeah. to me, it seems clear. <laughs> Give me the million dollars I'm taking the Rams. Um, I just, their team's been in the playoffs four years in a row, I think. Uh, this defensive core is not quite, you know, like something that's like, oh, it, they've been together for five years. But Aaron Donald... That secondary, their linebackers are, you know, largely not really known. I mean, Von Miller's a edge rusher, but I just oh. don't see a way that the Bengals can win that game unless their defense continues to play the way they have, in which, you know, defense goes and plays great. What am I going to say? Yeah. I kind of see, like, tight. I mean, Titan sacked the fucker nine times, and the Bengals still walked out of Tennessee with a goddamn W. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, you know, I think that I don't think that that's necessarily the way that you can die on that hill because the Titans had an underrated pass rush. They were really great at getting after the quarterback. Yeah, they were playing I, a home game. The Chiefs did not sack him very no, often. I got they got one sack. They ended up getting so one. right, and so I don't think that we can you know just only just go thinking, by that Titans game. Yeah, I'm just thinking the Bengals are gonna I don't know something smoking Joe. <laughs> I think they pulled out. Really? So you guys both think the Bengals are going to win? I never um, said that. Yeah, no? I don't know what Jim thinks. I I think the Bengals pulled out. I think the Rams skunk them. And when I say skunk them, I think by the end of the game, they're up by 21 points or more. Yeah, I mean, I hope that it's not a blowout. Uh, I think with the way these playoffs have gone, if, there was, if I had a million dollars to say it's not going to be a 21-point game, I'd be more confident about betting on that than I would yeah. betting on the Rams on money line. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Maybe sometimes you get to this game. There's been plenty of Super Bowls that have been blowouts. Well, they've been hot. Just- the Bengals have been hot, and I don't know if a bye week's the best thing that could have happened for them. And like you said, the Rams, they've been here. They've done that. They lost a Super Bowl two years ago. I don't know if they're going to be able to stop Von Miller and Donald. Well, let me play devil's advocate then. Let me play devil's advocate Hmm. because I think that's a good point. But flip the script. Joe Burrow, who is very confident, has zero pressure. We all know the term house money, right? Matthew Stafford just won his first two playoff games of his entire life. And it took him, you know, joining a team that, could play defensively and also provide him, you know, the offensive scheme, the running game, the weapons that he can trust, throw to. It's not like they walked over the Niners. You know, obviously they threw a bomb against the Bucs. They they escaped both of those games in a lot of ways. I'd say as much as they won them, they escaped them. Matthew Stafford has all the pressure. Joe Burrow has none because there's nobody that's going to criticize the Bengals coming out of this game. Unless they get beat 48-7, to and people are like, oh. But nobody disparaged Peyton Manning when they lost to Seattle like that. They're just like, man, that was just a game that didn't go right, and the Legion of Boom was ridiculous. Bobby Wagner, K.J. Wright, somebody won the MVP of that game. It was was a defensive player. I think it was right. K.J. Wright, yeah, yeah, one defensive player, or MVP of the Super Bowl. And... um, you know, you just talk, okay, great defense, all-time defense. We all agree on that. They went and ended up going back to Super Bowl shortly thereafter that loss to Tom. But <laughs> I'm just, yeah, it's a great play call of all time. Ball. Malcolm Butler, 
Tighten up, Malcolm. Piece of trash. No, but you look at uh, you look at the pressure that's on Matt Stafford. He's gonna have to play well because the Bengals lose by three points. There's gonna be more people talking about mm. the Bengals after the game. If it's a close game and Matt Gay kicks a field goal with twenty seconds left to take a lead by three, seventeen, fourteen, something like that. Everybody's going to be like, man, I know the Bengals lost, but look at what Burrow did. Look at what they're about to be. Look at the dynasty. And how could you argue? Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon. Add an offensive lineman. Add a left tackle, left guard. Whew. I mean, bad timing for everybody in the AFC, really. We thought that about Mahomes. Now it's like... Is it going to be worse with Burrow? Mahomes over. His time's done. They'll be back. Jimmy, you watched the greatest football game. You watched the greatest football game maybe in the history of the sport. And Josh Allen played perfect and could not beat them. That's how ridiculous this Burrow story is. Is Josh Allen played with my eyes, one of the greatest games that you could ever play, specifically fourth quarter, that you could ever expect out of a quarterback. He made every throw. He made every right decision. He ran for it on multiple fourth downs, and he threw touchdowns to take the lead with 20 seconds left in the game and still lost to the Chiefs. Regardless of what you want to say about the coin toss, we saw it the very next week. Oh, the Chiefs, it's over. They got the coin toss. Boom, done. They win. Well, guess what? The Bengals got a stop. Should have been a pick six. Got an interception. Won the game. So, there, yeah, there's definitely something magical about this Bengals team. I just, how good is Matt Stafford going to have to play to win this game? He's going to have the pressure. And if, I mean, if you're Zach Taylor, you're living up to these expectations of being, you know, isn't Zach Taylor from the McVay Coaching tree was Zach Taylor. Yeah, he was there. He was there. He was with Matt Lafleur, right? They're all kind of in that same fraternity. No, he if was you at will. the Super Bowl. Yeah, he was at the Super Bowl. They lost. Zach Taylor is going to be coaching to stop Cooper Cup. And if you want to be like, okay, Odell Beckham, go beat this cornerback one on one, and we can maybe tip our cap and say good job. Or if the Rams just want to pile on the football, they got. Cam Akers back. He might have got hurt, actually. Uh, I'm not sure who's starting running back this week is. I'll have to look at that. But if they run the ball well and play good defense, the Rams could beat anybody. They have, a, they have that type of front. But how good is Stafford going to have to play to beat this dude who's Joe Cool smoking cigars and wearing black turtlenecks with these... Yeah, but see, now that you're saying all this and everyone's giving Joe all the buzz and talking about him and Joe Burr and Joe Thorough, are you sure he doesn't have the pressure now? Maybe three weeks ago. I don't think so. He plays plays well under pressure is all I know. It it seems like pressure just rolls off his back. Yeah. I mean, he got two plays to get in field goal range against the Titans after Tannehill threw that pick on the tip up, and he just did. Just sits back. He got sacked nine times, and he sat right there and just dot to Jamar Chase on the sideline, game over. And let's not rule out. If you're just going to just – let's just forget Matt Stafford versus Burrow. If you're going McPherson versus Matt Gay, who are you taking? <laughs> McPherson missed like a 47-yarder in one of those fucking – I'm taking the, the AFC North kicker against anyone. You mean Matt Gay. You mean Matt Gay. It's exciting, though. It's, I, it's a, it's a it game. It wasn't that, the matchup I expected, you know. No. Yeah, I don't think I don't and think anybody really had this matchup, right? Nobody had the Bengals in there. of the football. Of, of the football. Of football. I, lo- I just love the football. I don't necessarily <laughs> love, love the, the game. football be thrown. This is I just love, love looking at the football. You just love how, it. How leathery it this looks. This is the most important it. game that the football will be in. The Duke. Big Duke. Ah, shit. Always love the big Duke. But we wanted to announce to you, since we've uh, declared Jimmy's taking the Rams, Greg is taking the Rams, and Alex is on the Bengals, the Bengals magic. We are... And the Bengals plus three, if it's still there. I haven't looked. 
<laughs> Taking the Bengals plus three also. Just, this is just not as, a as a contingency <laughs> plan. Sprinkle in money case, line. In case it ends up being 22 21 and Jimmy miss, misses out on that one Super Bowl square, he's got the Bengals plus three. Word on the street know. is bet the over on the national anthem. You heard it here first. What street? All the streets. Take the over. Main street and Peavely. Well, if everything goes well, we're hoping that we can do a a live show counting down to the Super Bowl. So if we can make that happen and get the logistics in place, we're hoping to bring that to you so that you have some more interaction with with us and and football as the season winds down, and hopefully we can finish this montage that Jimmy's prepared so that you can relive the memories with us of the football season because clearly we will have nothing to talk about after the football season's over because none of us care about anything else. Uh, Jimmy doesn't even know a single player on uh, any MLB roster right now. He knows who Mike Trout is. That's where the buck stops. So not – and they Mike may lock out. Trout. I know Luis Castillo. I know. He's, gonna name, he's just going to name a bunch of Reds and Angels no, fucking what? players. No. Like, I know Freddie like, Freeman. I know Freddie give me, Freeman. Give me one World Pittsburgh. Series champ. All right. Hey, let's, before we end, before we end the show tonight, give me one, without looking it up, give me one Pittsburgh Pirates player currently. One, Brian Reynolds. Oh, how about that? Wow. Oh, Cole Tucker, how about that? I know the Pirates. I still follow them on CBS. Come on, Zit. I get my updates. Cole Tucker, that's good. That's a good shout. weren't that's expecting that, shout. were you? Fifty milliliters shouting. I Cole Tucker, more than you think. Brian Reynolds, seasons on you, big dog. 